You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's too bright of a light. There we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Woodpeckers podcast. And you are now listening to a new series that I'm doing to the dark side of wig hacking, where I will be interviewing other wig hackers to help you break down your fears of bringing your business to the next level. So this guest that I have on today, well, this is a wig hacker, true and true. This is a wig maker, true and true. I don't know how she has all the time she has to make these wigs as beautiful as she does. Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, they, them, welcome to the stage, the podcast, to the podcast, Brittany, aka Saba. Woo woo. Hello, hello. I love that intro. (laughs) I sound so grand. You are. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, okay. Um, I know some people who are in the Wig Hackers community know a little bit about your story when we go on our tangents. You know, we love that. But for the podcast, I want you to give us like, how did you get into wigs from where you are? Like a little, a brief little background on you. Yeah, so I have always grown up in a salon environment. I was raised by someone just like me um, who does hair is also a nurse. Um, I had a few aunts that had salons and things like that. You know, you start off hanging around, sweeping up hair, you know, so I always had an interest um, in hair and beauty. And then I had a couple aunts who suffered from alopecia pretty young in age, like in their thirties. And so um, I would like, you know, do weaves and braids and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, throughout my life in college and I came, I forget how I came across it, but there was this training video on how to produce wigs and I had seen like the celebrity wigs and stuff like that but I could never afford them because they were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars and I was a college student so when I saw this training program when I'm gonna date myself it was a VHS (laughs) so it was old (laughs) it was a VHS it came with like a little toupee kit and stuff like that um but he assured me that I can adapt it to uh wigs so I just learned little by little, making wigs for myself, relatives, um, and kind of dabbled in and out that way. Never really did them like professionally until more so now. Um, but yeah, I just developed an interest in it because again, I couldn't afford them at the time. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I jumped into it. And, you know, in and out and taking it a little more seriously the last couple of years or so. Yes. So it grows in the family. Who knew? It, uh, well, I think most people who dabble in hair and beauty kind of grew up in it. You know, you kind of, yeah. it's a skill that you validate through school, but you were already doing it for the most part. You know, I think all, almost all of us are like that. So then what was your, your big moment of wigs? Do you know what I mean? Like wigs and ventilating and like, cause that's a whole different it is it is is. so again with the college thing I kind of dabbled in the wigs because I wanted like different hairstyles and stuff like that um and of course (laughs) I was one of those people who would just color my hair cut my hair do all that kind of stuff I had an incident where I like bleached my hair twice in like uh maybe two weeks and I was I know that I looking back I'm like what the hell was I thinking but (laughs) but I was able to keep most of it Um, But after that, I was like, why don't you just make a wig instead of doing all this crazy stuff to your hair? You know, Um, because, again, I was I I cheated the ball this then. (laughs) 
But um, that's when I kind of got more serious about it because it's like, instead of coloring my hair blonde again or red again, let's just get a wig, you know, let's just make a wig, you know, so I can wear it when I want, do what I want. So I would say around maybe five years into it, okay. um, of, you know, doing it casually, then got more into the making wigs for myself, which, you know, we've talked about in the past. Almost all of my creations are for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great oh, way. <laughs> yeah, I was, hoard, I was hoarding the wigs for maybe a couple of my aunts who, like I said, had um, alopecia, but mostly it was a very tight circle of people who were, you know, I was sharing my product with, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, a little so, selfish. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not bad. That is not bad. And, and I, you know, I love you 2050, like you are going leaps and bounds in your journey. Um, so now it's, it's a two part question. What is your favorite part of wig making slash what is the worst part of wig making for you? Ooh. And I'm going to so, talk about now. Not when you first started, because that'll be... But uh, now? Yeah, like now. Yeah. My favorite part is like um, showing people what's possible. Because me being a Black woman, most of the wigs in the market are not for us. They're not... They don't accommodate our textures and things like that. So a lot of us have to wear straighter textures because that's all that's really there we don't really see this kind of curl and the kinkier straight textures and stuff like that so when people message me and they say oh my god I didn't know I could even get that as a wig you know I didn't even know it could not look like a church wig you know that kind of thing so that's probably my favorite part my least favorite part are the people who like want this hyper realism but they want it for like twenty dollars. <laughs> it's just, and they will like. Sometimes I think, well, maybe they just don't know the amount of work that goes into it. Yeah. But then other people just simply don't respect the craft, and I think it's because it's been so diluted with these, you know, factories overseas. So if you can get a wholesale wig for a few, well, now it's a few hundred. It used to be, you know, much cheaper a few years ago. They think that we're supposed to the the craftsmen. We, they think we're supposed to produce it for that same amount, and it's just not feasible. It is not even fair, really. <laughs> it's not fair to expect me to do. This takes work. This is a craft. This is this is. This is not something that I do in five minutes. This takes time. And I know I can't do it for $20. I I just, no, I can't. That's the least. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, you know, for you in your instance, a lot of your wigs are are made for yourself. So you're you're, you're paying for them anyway. So, (laughs) you know, we're going to, you know... (laughs) So that twenty dollars is a lot of money, actually, from <laughs> your business plan. I'm, you know, and I'm, and I'm, you know, total total jokes, but um, but yeah, no, I understand. Like, why why even bother putting it out there for less than what it's worth? And it 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 it's a struggle. Like, this is this. You are not the first person. You are not even even myself. I'm like I have. I say no more than I say yes. And, you know, yeah. I'm still booked and blessed. So I think, well, we're, we're getting you there. Yeah. I want to be like you. I would love to be booked and blessed, booked and busy, all of it. Like, I booked would love that. And busy. Okay. <laughs> so looking back on your wig making career, what is something you wish you picked up sooner? Mm, you know, like the wig hacking, like knowing that, you can, um, especially for time saving and being able to serve more people, uh, not th- outsourcing, I would say, is my biggest thing I wish that I, I, I'm doing now. Um, and of course, I like, you know, five pieces and things like that. But I wish I would have done that sooner because, you know, making full lace wigs, taking 100 hours, that's <laughs> just not a good use of my time because I still have a job outside of this. You know, this is not my full time uh, work. So that's something I wish that working smarter, not harder, you know, that phrase that comes up a lot. And I keep that in my head. Like, how can I save 90 hours? <laughs> hey. That's a lot. You know, strand by strand in this volume, it's like, oh my God, the cramps in your hands, you know? So yes, the wig hacking, modifying, or, you know, using everything at your disposal. I wish I would have done that sooner for sure. Okay. Well, speaking that this is not your full-time job. So 
this is like how how having a full-time job do you do you get through the day because I, I personally this is like a little bit more in-depth I know you don't like your full-time job and you're trying to move <laughs> away from it yeah. um, yes <laughs> so how do you get through the day because I know there are so many wig makers out there who this isn't this this is their their I'm going to say passion project, but this is what they want to do. So how, how do you get through that day of going through the grind, knowing you have wigs and hair and things you love to do waiting for you at home? So um, the job that I wasn't fond of, I actually left that job, thankfully. Started a new one actually this week. Um, So yeah, um, so what I do, part of that was I was overworking myself and it left, I was giving everything to the job and it left no time for the things that I love. So I wasn't able, you know, the job was getting 90% of my energy, of my life, of my time, of my, just everything. My, even my soul, I felt like it sometimes. And it was leaving no space for the things that I really like to do. Cause I love doing this. Like I really, even though I have my challenges, like physical challenges with it and everything, I still push through and do it anyway. So I would always have that in the back of my mind, like, okay, you know, don't let these people get on your nerves, yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do. The moment you get home, you know, just lose yourself in something that you like put on. Cause I'm an old lady, put on a law and order episode, <laughs> you know, get out your, you know, needles and everything and just get to work doing the things that although it's working, like it, it, it brings you joy. That in itself refuels you, like, even though it's work and it's very tedious work, but it's not draining me, you know? So I would have that in the back of my mind, like, there will be a day where I can say some choice words to all of you (laughs) and then come home and, you know, just do what I want to do all day. And I'm still working towards that, but it's part of, you know, a step towards that was leaving that stressful environment finally, um, and trying something where I get off on time so that I can structure my day. So I'll give you your eight hours. I'll, I'll, I will work hard. I will give you that. But when I get home, this is my time, you know, this is my time to do something that I like and hopefully eventually convert over fully, um, when I'm able to, cause honestly life is too short. And again, going through my own stuff in the background has brought that to the forefront for me. Life is too short to do things that you hate. Right. Um, especially when I get people who come up to me and love what I'm producing, you know, so I would rather have people who like me and spend time with that versus fighting, you know, stuff that really doesn't matter. Like, you know, you can't, your spirit, you have to protect it. You know, you have to pour into yourself. And that's something I really um, have come to peace with. It was a struggle to get here, but, um, you have to do the things you have to make space for the things that you love and enjoy. You just have to. I'm I'm you, you already did one huge part that I want to just make sure that the, the listeners understand you actually switched jobs already. You switched to a better yes. job that works better for you. Yes. Cause it allows me to do this, you know, <laughs> that is a huge step, huge, 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 huge. Like, and it's going to just show you how much more that when you actually dedicate that time that you have now, oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. I'm happy. Trust me. No one's happier than me. Like I already have had less migraines and everything. <laughs> like, yeah. It's only been a week, like a week and a half, I think. Yeah. Right. I, it, it was a necessary step. You, you just, you really like you, when you go through some things, like I said, I've had some health issues that have popped up in the last year. When you are faced with certain things head on, you just have, you realize how many things don't matter. You really do. You really do. I mean, so, and what is your why? Like that, that, that's, this is a perfect time for that question. What is your why? Why do you do wigs? Like, you know, I just want people to feel beautiful and I want to have a part in that. Mm. Like, I know it sounds kind of superficial, you know, when people say, cause people have all these, Oh, because I want to, you know, feed the children and all, you know, that's, it sounds superficial, but when you go through something like hair loss personally, like something 
prior to now, the wigs I was making because I wanted to change color. I wanted to do what I want. But I went through my own stuff where I took medications that significantly thinned my hair, where, you know, when you look in the mirror, you're like, oh, my God. And you want to say, well, I'm alive, you know, so I guess it's okay to be bald. (laughs) But when you look in the mirror, you just don't feel like yourself. And again, it sounds easy to say, well, that's not important, but it is. Mm -hmm. It's important for you to look at yourself and like what you see whether you like being bald or whether you say, no, I want to do this health fight, but I still want to show up like myself. I still want to feel like myself. I want to look in the mirror and be happy with what I see. So now my why has even shifted because it used to be, oh, I just want to have red hair today. Mm. But now it's like, no, I want to look like myself or, and I want to show up again to my job and you know places where people don't necessarily know my personal uh, challenges. I want to show up and I don't have to discuss it if, if I don't want to. You look at me and you see, oh, she looks like herself. And that like, you know, allows me to tell my story when I want to, you know, when I'm able to. I don't look odd to you for you to question me, you know, and oh, what's going on? Why do you have that scarf on your head? Or why do you have, you know? So that's the why. Like, and I and I know there are other people who go through that. You know, you have your own struggles and you even feel bad for saying it. You feel bad for saying, well, I want my hair. I want my eyebrows. I want my stuff back because people will say to you, well, you're alive. You should be happy. And it's like, I'm happy to be alive, but I don't want to be bald. (laughs) I want my hair. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, to to be able to give that to somebody else now that I know what it feels like on this side of it, Mm. you know, that is the why. And, and to know that you have options, you know, you can fix this so that you can devote your energy to the real fight, you know, your real issues, get, get, take this off the table, look good with this. Let me help you with this. And then you go, you know, do your other stuff that really needs your attention and energy. Uh, so yeah, I know it was long-winded, but that's the why. That's really, I've come to terms like that is my real why. You know, I don't know why I was doing it 10 years ago, probably again for fun, but now it has a whole new purpose for me, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think, uh, my why changes daily, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because you're going to meet someone, you're going to get that client that's going to change your outlook on what you've already think thought you established. For me, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, oh, that either it's a, oh, never again. A lot of those, a <laughs> lot of those. Uh, and then also there's some, oh, this, this could, this is part of my, what I care about, you know? So your, your why definitely can change and you have changed. I mean, just yes. two years being a part of the Wig Hackers community, you have grown into this amazing wig maker like amazing thank you and it's just I just you know and just from being in the group like seeing other people doing it also because you know when you go on online everyone is a wig maker right you know I'm just I don't and this is not to like disparage anybody but I feel like the term is used very loosely you know, it used to be this was an artisan craft. Like this is something that centuries old, you sit there and you make this beautiful product and blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of turned into this, I'm a wig maker. And you're like, oh, where are your needles? They don't have needles. They have these needles. Like they're not, they're not thinking of like. They're a sewing machine. Yeah. Yeah. Sewing machine, glue, you know. I, and again, I'm not trying to say anything bad, but the term has evolve into something else so to have a community where people are like no I'm a wig maker (laughs) I have lace I have bulk hair I have this is what I do and I produce this for celebrities or for you know Broadway or something that has I think has helped me to grow like being around people who have a like mind mindset you know and encourage each other and stuff like that I I credit that a lot um that means a lot yeah oh my gosh um so I mean, still on this, this, you know, so what would you tell someone like starting out, like starting out, what would you, where would you tell them to, to start? Like what, or what would you tell them if they're, they're they just got their first needle and. Oh, that's like, fresh. Yeah. 
Yes. I would tell them. Or um, who don't even know about wig making, right? Like. I would tell them um, embrace the journey and take the time. Like, don't look at, um, you know, finished pieces of people who have, you know, well seasoned in the game and like compare your work to them. But know that you can get there but that you have to make the mistakes initially. And then the other thing, you have to invest in what you're doing. You know, trying to get everything for free, you know, YouTube. And again, you start where you are using what you have. So if you don't have a lot of money, that's fine. If you don't have a lot of time, that's fine. But invest in yourself in the way that you can right now. So if that means you start on YouTube and you can only afford, you know, a book, for example, because you can't afford one of the courses, get the book, get the best book, ask around and see. Um, and then only and keep that in mind that you have to keep investing and growing in your education, uh, learning from other people who also do it, following those people, but just knowing that you're not going to create like a masterpiece overnight, you know, keep that in mind. But again, you have to invest in what you're doing for sure. Everything will not be free, you know, and you have to invest the time, make the time um, to get better. Because again, even me, when I don't ventilate for like a week, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> get back in the groove. Like at least do a couple hours, an hour every day if you can, you know, but go into it knowing that you need the time and, and the investment in the actual education so that you can grow. You know, don't, don't, don't cheap out on the process. For, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. What, um, <laughs> how many courses have you taken? Ooh, actual wig making courses. Maybe three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe three. I would say three. Okay. And yeah. Um, what are the top three? things that you learn from each one? Okay. So from the VHS course was actually learning how to uh, ventilate. So that was, of course, the foundation. Um, Another course um, taught me more so about like uh, cap construction, because that's something that I was getting into. And that, of course, takes you to a different level versus, you know, the pre-made caps and stuff like that. So makes it way more custom to the person. So um, about caps and then, um, of course, your course, you know, learning about how to hack the process so that, you know, you're not working 80 hours a piece, <laughs> but you're still producing something that looks nice. You know, still meets the need of the person. You know, you're not, because I don't want it to sound like you're like cutting corners, but you're still giving them what they want. Because sometimes the customers just don't know what they want. No. Like they want the look or they'll use terms because they're popular. I want HD. I want this. I want that. But then you actually start asking them questions. You're like, no, you don't want HD or you don't want, you know. So um, and that's something I learned, you know, from the course, a good consultation. So that you're giving people what they actually want, not what they think they want, because those are not always the same thing. No. But yeah, those are yeah, those are three things I would say. Um, they they each brought something different to the table. Yeah. They really did, you know. Learning from different people's styles and you know how they explain things and you know, so they they're valuable in different ways. So, what? Um... What was an aha moment in your wig making journey? Like one that like, and it could be good, bad, whatever. That aha where you're like, whoa. Oh, I actually would have to think about that. I don't know if I've had too many. Uh, I had to think about that one, actually. Okay. Like actual aha moment. I had to, hmm. Well, I know. Well, even learn about the different knots, like knowing that you can literally do what you want, you know, because, again, you know, you take the courses and everyone teaches from their perspective. But when you're actually doing it and you make a mistake, because that's how I find a lot of the techniques that I use, making a mistake and then saying, oh, I like the look of that. (laughs) I actually like how that looks. And then seeing where it goes from there, like taking it, realizing that you can. Again, because I guess the advantage of me is I'm making them for myself most of the time. So I can mess them up, yeah. you know, 
if I do something wrong, I can get that nair and remove that hair and just you'll or go into way. my stash, you know, this lovely million dollar stash of hair behind me. I know that was the aha moment, knowing that you can make the mistake and you can create whatever you want. Yeah. As long as it works for what you're doing or what you're trying to produce. So I had a couple of those moments where it's like, I don't have to follow that pattern. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to use that product. I, I can do what I want to do. <laughs> it sounds simple, but you know, no. you want. No, that is, and it's I, our, the craft is technically simple, right? When we really look, we are tying one hair at a time on yeah. like, you know, so it is, in, it's all in the minutia, you know, that's where yeah. we get better and we can hone our craft more. I know True. you are a fanatic at hairlines. That, cause that's the most important part. Like what good is, you know, you tied everything nice in the back, but then you just throw some chunky knots in the front. Like that, that's, in fact, I, you know, that's something I, I was wondering if I should cut back on because I feel like I spend more time on the part in the hairline than anything else. Like, I feel like if you, if I, if I say it takes, let's say 15 hours, I would say like eight or nine of those hours are on that hairline in that, that parting area. But that's, that's the part like that. That's, that's what needs the time. Oh, for sure. Cause that's what people see. People don't see, I can have all kind of hot mess going on back here. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about it, you no. know, because my wigs have a lot of volume. So you'll probably never see the cap, mm -hmm. um, you know, but you will see this, like, you know, that is what, that is what people are looking what? at. And I do not at? want people talking to my wig instead of talking to my face. <laughs> Cause they can't always see what's wrong with it because they don't know the terminology, but something will look off. Like if you tied every hair, you know, going backwards, they're going to be like, I can't figure out what's wrong with that, but something's wrong with that. You know? So yeah, that, that's my favorite part. <laughs> the I mean, that, that was, that was the next question. Um, oh, yeah. so, so uh, obviously it's hairlines for you and you spend a ridiculous hour and hour on your hairlines. Um when what, what are your, what are your, your numbers? Oh, so I'm, I don't know. I don't, cause my numbers aren't that great actually. I want you to really like, because there's someone in your position that is listening to this right now. And I, I know they are like, like, I know there is someone in your position who, who gets cuckoo crazy over the hairline. So, so what, what are your numbers? Cause you know me, I can't, I'm not allowed to use any of my numbers. Well, because your numbers, cause you're like the roll runner. Like, so your hours, like you make a closure in like five minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to know I'm not Daniel, even before I developed my, so I have issues with my hands and I've mentioned that in the wig hackers uh, community before. Um, I have like nerve damage that like really affects my hands. So it's not really like, Oh, take some ibuprofen. You'll be fine. No, it's actual nerve damage. Um, so that slows me down. So I was already slower because mm -hmm. I like take it off the block, put it on 10,000 times, looking at the direction, doing this. So I don't, I don't go straight through anyway. Um, then you add my hands. So I would say using your formula, like the two, two finger hairline, that's like seven hours for me. Usually, um, the parting. So I've taken on this whole, I'm gonna make baby parts sometimes <laughs> like a quick little one finger. Yeah. I feel like it. Cause again, I don't need a two finger sometimes, you know, that's probably about six hours. Also. One finger, to be quite honest. Well, you know, to be honest, I'm, work, I'm working on having the right amount of spacing where it's still, because you have to show some scalp for it to look normal. Of course. You know, doing every hole doesn't work, especially for this kind of hair. You know, it's already big. Um, so, yeah, the, the part maybe six hours mm -hmm. and a hairline maybe seven, eight, sometimes mm -hmm. nine. 
<laughs> these are not these are not bad numbers. But I know there are people who can like you know like you like because you have like sweatshop numbers. But that's, I mean, that's not the point of this. Well, I'm just saying you have like sweatshop numbers. And that's another thing. Uh, you know, I have to get away from like comparing, you know, because I have to say I, each person is unique. Like I don't my time situation is different. My hands are different. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have to like show yourself some grace with that. And that, that's a tip for everybody else. It's nice to know numbers. So you have a ballpark. So, you know, that a hairline should not take 20 hours, you know, so, you know, that, but you may not be the person who can do it in three hours. That might not be, and that might not even suit what you're trying to do, because if you're making a piece for someone who's going to wear it day after day after day, you should take your time and make sure those knots are small and tight because this person is going to wear this every day. So give them that longevity, give them that, you know, give them the security of knowing I will be able to wear this and look nice every day versus if you were like in Hollywood and you have to throw something, something together and like, two hours and you're just so you know what I mean you have to tailor what you're doing to what you're doing so you know make it fit I mean this is a little bit totally how much have you invested in product (sighs) hold on let me see if Antonio was asleep I don't know I don't ooh I'm not even sure. Like, let's, let's, let's get I... So I know for, for those that are listening who don't know, Brittany, she loves to buy stock. She is stocked. She is stocked with the good stuff. I can't even say, oh. And then she waits because she thinks her knots aren't good enough for the good, good stuff. So she has stock waiting. So I just like, you know, because I want people to also see how much you're you're sitting on. Like, uh, <laughs> what was your last order? What was your last order? No, my so I was on Band Island for a while. I have not bought anything in months, and honestly, because I was trying to work through my stock, mm-hmm. um, and that became clear to me when someone like from the group messaged me and said, "Hey, do you know a vendor for this kind of hair?" And I had to think about it. Like, I haven't ordered. I have not had to order hair in so long. Um, but my last order, I would say, not a big one, was about $800. So that it wasn't a big order. And this is from a vendor who the West prices are not very expensive, but it gives me the look that I'm wanting, you know, to be able to charge what I can charge and make, you know, make some money. So like $800, it wasn't a whole lot, but mm-hmm. I used to make orders that were a few thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Still on the shelf there too. <laughs> and then of course you know products like conditioners and you know the flat irons and the blow dryers and all kind like you really you can go down that rabbit hole um then i'm also like a product junkie so <laughs> i have all the conditioners Not- i have all the, the oils <laughs> and the sprays and the yeah i'm a mess like please so don't be me <laughs> no. or if you're going to be me sell the stuff so that you're not like <laughs> hoarding what is, what is one of your goals to actually sell more well you, you so to sell more what, what was the question again so what is a goal so what is a goal what is a, a system of a, a method that you're going to do to sell more wigs because what we're you're batting how many to how many so part of that is me actually putting more content on social media to be able to let people know that I can produce stuff for other people, you know? So, um, and then focusing on what I can produce with the time that I have. So I'm probably never going to do a full lace wig for anybody <laughs> because unless they have six months to wait for because I, I'm just I don't have the time to do it and I don't really want to even um that would be reserved for me you don't have to <laughs> remember that huh? you don't have to either and it, yeah and I won't actually because I don't even think there's a lot 
people who want that even, or they think they want it. But then when you talk to them and it's like, no, you don't really want that. You don't need that. Um, So this, for me, not buying any more product and taking what I have, making projects and things like that. So I was exploring more of like the ready, 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 wear type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And customizing that. Cause a lot of people ask me flat out for the wig that's on my head. Mm -hmm. They'll say, I want that one. So um, looking at ways that I can produce this um, in a way that people can wear it. And it's still semi-custom, I would say, because of course my hairline um, and I want to be able to produce something that's custom for them. Um, But I find that a lot of people don't necessarily need something highly customized, if that makes sense. No, you just need the hairline to not look stock. You know, I mean, Um, but like even even how you style all of your wigs you in every and I'm so proud of all the posts that you're doing like so proud but in every one do you know what you do I show the hairline you have to pick up your hair to actually see your work yeah like because of the way you're styling it and that, that that's, that's you know so if that's the case that's true Really, you just need to do temple to temple. You're right. In your, you're, right. you're going to make a, a, I don't know how much, like what you're selling them for, but like your generic is that, and then whatever. <laughs> well, you know, that's something I've been doing, even with this one. This was a newer um, design, taking that concept, because I wear glasses. And that was always a struggle, like trying to fit these big frames into a big wig. And it's like, it's just crazy for that me. Alone. So, yeah. So like a seven inch, you know, six inch across. Um, and even for my purposes, I don't even necessarily need a full four by four closure per se. It could be like a T shape, yeah. you know, because all I need is the hairline and all you need is the part. So I've been toying with that, you know, because that fits my time frame even better to be able to churn that out. Um, and it still looks nice, but I know um, you're working. once again, I'm, I'm just, you know, you know me, I just like throw things like just your niche could be gla- um, glass wearers who wear wigs. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> you think so? I mean, it is a struggle. It's a real struggle. The glasses fall off your face, and you're struggling with the wig. Like it's just such a nuisance. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even because if that's where you're ending, which I'm assuming that's what you're doing, right here, mm-hmm. right there above the glasses, you could do a little little stay, and then and that's exactly what I have. Um, I found a cap that has it built in, and I just put the lace. And I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like, why am I struggling? with these because I have to wear them it's not like I could not wear my glasses so it's like why am I struggling every morning trying to like you know shake them into the wig when I can just and again you can't tell because you can't see Mm -hmm. (laughs) not at all So that's something you learn when you say again going back to the previous question you learn what works and what you can do you don't have to follow the rule it doesn't have to be a full you know temple to it doesn't have to come to the ear no. If this fits my needs, why not? Babe, and when I tell you, you do nail it. Yes, you need to be posting more. Yes, you need to be doing all that. You know that. Um, yeah, and I do. Yeah. Have, I'm just so proud of you. Like, with everything that you're doing and you're still doing it, your passion is still there. A, you're not getting rid of me. I am that, <laughs> I'm that, you know. I don't, like I don't want to. No, because you know what? The one thing you've helped me see, Daniel, and it it was a shock factor because I I found you on Clubhouse and was crazy because I had, um, what's her name? Uh, Marquetta's program and you were in it, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't finished it because I'm like notorious for taking little bits and pieces of stuff and just dropping it off. So I didn't realize you were in there until later. And I was like, oh, he was already here for me. (laughs) Didn't even know. But um saw you on clubhouse or heard you on clubhouse and started following you helped me see what was possible because again with the market being so I don't want to use the word saturated because I've been trying to change my mindset and that's something that I've had to work on mm-hmm. um with knowing that there is somebody who will pay for your craft you're not for everybody 
you know, like you, for example, you're on TikTok just ventilating away. There's like 20,000 people watching. There are 15,000 of them in there that will should not be there because they're not going to, they don't even, like they're watching it because they're just fascinated, but they're not going to, you know, necessarily invest in it in that way. But there are some people on there who are like, oh my God, that's what I want. And I want that person to do this for me. So I've had to like change my mindset to, to think it's not necessarily that I should, I show my work to everybody knowing that I'm not for everybody. And that's okay because somebody who wants to throw their wig on the lampshade at the end of the night and they have 50,000 wigs, that person is not going to want to invest in what I'm producing because they might wear it once or twice. That's not my, that's not my customer. No. My customer is the person who this is like their uniform and they want to look like themselves, that person. So you show me what's possible of honing in on who's for you, you know, the people who will pay for it, the people who are not like, here's $200, what can you do? It's like, well, I can, I can repair that. I can re- do some pairs for you, but yeah, <laughs> but I, the hair is going to cost more than $200. So the, the, the wholesale part, I can't. I'm losing money talking to you about this. <laughs> like, I know that sounds bad to say, but no. I, you knowing that you're not for everybody and, you know, focusing on who you can serve and who you are here for, you know, that's one thing I've had to change my whole thought process about. Because I used to, if you remember in the earlier um, uh, groups, I used to say, well, who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for that? You know, and you would, you would say to me like, well, that number I threw out of you is not even what I charge at all. Like I'm quadruple that actually. (laughs) And that's not, and I didn't take it that way. I would just be like, well, Daniel, that's you. But I had to realize that that could be me too. You know, like you just have to be honest, the work that you do and it is phenomenal with the texture when you like, I'm proud when you post on social media. Every time you post, I I get chills. I'm liking, like, y- your work speaks for itself. You just haven't oh found God. your tribe. The, and that's, that's, yeah, I think that's and, what it is. You know, you've been in yeah. that little bit of a, you're in your cocoon with all your <laughs> wigs, nice and, nice and warm, nice and cozy. It takes a lot to put yourself out there because again, my why being different, you know, it takes a lot for me to share parts of my story, which I get shy about sometimes, you know, like, should I tell people that? Should I tell people? But then one of my friends actually um, said to me, she's like, no, there's somebody who would actually listen to you and be like, that's me, actually. I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you, because I am going through that, you know, and I can't tell my friends, I can't tell my family, or I have to put on this face, you know. Um, so it's it was hard for me to, you know, show my, show, you know, show myself in that way, because I didn't really think anybody wanted to hear it. You know, I didn't think it would resonate with anybody. I mean, and this, this goes to everyone, not just you, but your story and your how you got to where you are is what's going to make your people fall in love with you because like I have never had hair loss you know knocking on wood doing all the things I personally have never been through it myself have I been through with other people of course I've been there I've seen what it does but I don't physically know that issue most people think my hair is a wig and or not, because it's always perfect. That's why, because you know? it's always so. You know. Oh, you know we need to keep keep the swoop, but <laughs> but that is what makes you you. That's what's going to make you special within your niche, and you have to find them. I'm still looking for more of mine, because I I I, I did a little. I don't want to say travel. I went to another state. You know, so just driving two hours, I'm like, mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, when we really look at the grand scheme of things, yeah, we are an ant. True. True. And, and I have to, yeah, yeah. And realizing that ant, 
we have to become better, more confident, and more open with our story because if no, if, if you're holding it inside, you're doing your clients or you're hurting someone out there who needs to hear your story. And it's going to be the most scariest thing, but that's going to be the door that's probably going to open up for you. You know? I, yeah, I had to get more comfortable with it because it's also new for me. Like I said, yeah. when I learned to make wigs, it was for fun. You know, it only became something that I had to, and even with I, you know, helping relatives that had like alopecia, it still wasn't me. So it was like, oh yeah, I could make you a quick little wig on T, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, now when people reach out to me, like I had someone actually, uh, I put a, a, a story up last week about how some of the medications, you know, that I'm on were just making me so sick. Yeah. Like I just literally had dinner of ginger ale and saltines. And it was just like, I was so miserable. But it's like a couple people DM'd me to say, oh my God, me too. Like I felt, I know what that's like to just feel so crappy and you can't even eat anything but crackers. And I'm like, somebody related to that? Like, are you serious? <laughs> so I was just literally imagine. posting about how miserable I was. <laughs> so just imagine how much joy you can bring by doing, I can't even say middle of the road or mediocre wigs. They are absolutely magnificent oh my god please stop they are making me bashful they are real that is the hardest thing to do period is to make a wig not have someone look and not even take two second glance nothing there is nothing to be, I, we would call it spookable or like, oh, clocking, like clocking the yeah. lid, clocking the lid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that alone puts you in a different bracket, but I think you're just so used to being in the $250 pool yeah, with yeah. your $5,000 boat oh. that, that no one can get on. <laughs> I would, I, you can speak that into existence for me. <laughs> well, baby, as much as I've, I've been saying this for two years now since Clubhouse. So, and you are finally catching on. You are catching on. You're, you, in your brain, I, I don't know what's clicking. Something's clicking and I'm super duper proud. It's, it's just, honestly, it's your mindset. Like that's something I really, and, and it's not, and again, that goes back to feeding yourself the things that bring you joy. And that means everything, like the people you hang around, the people, the videos you watch, the clubs you belong to, like the books you read, like putting yourself in a position to only hear what you need to hear, not the things that are going to, well, I wouldn't pay that. You know, because there's always going to be somebody who, like, I've had someone reach out to me via DM. Oh, you, I want a 360 wig. And I hate to, I didn't want to stereotype because as soon as I heard 360, I said, this is somebody who's from AliExpress. So, because that's the only place where you can really, you know, buy those kind of wigs like that. That's not really a term that we would use. Mm -hmm. Um, So when she said that, I was like, okay, but I'll give her a shot. You know, I messaged her back. Oh, you know, 3K. Starts at 3K. And she, t- I could tell she probably was looking at her phone crazy because <laughs> then she messaged me back. You know, you see those little dots. Um, and she's like, well, that's a lot of money for that, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's what prompted me to post on my social media, me ventilating. So you could see mm-hmm. one by one around the whole head that how could it not be that, you know, how could it not be? I think I'm with, with this new chapter of of my, you know, the wig hackers community is really the education part of people and help really defining the word wig. Yes. Different types there are. And that is, I think, where, you know, cheaper, faster, stronger, you know, better, you know, that's where we have gone. That's where the wig industry has gone. And for you and I, we all know that we can spend, even if we could do it in three and a half hours, it would still rip because it's a better product. Right. You're get, it's, it's, it's not gonna, I don't, I don't know why she would need a 360 in this day and age, but what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but I would ask more questions 
because that could have been someone, not that that the $300 scared her away, of course. Numbers normally do scare people away. So that's why we don't sell. What we're doing is we're educating them on the product. And that's what I did. I, I took the time to you know tell her, this is why this costs so much money. Um, and then she asked me, and I said, well, what style are you trying to achieve? Because that would that's what allowed me to say, well, if you're not wearing it in a updo, ponytail bun kind of thing why do you need the nape why do you need that you know so I think she was caught up and again that like you said educating the consumers you you hear the term because it's so commonly used on Instagram or whatever just like HD like that's the biggest one right now everybody wants HD but then when you ask them what kind of lifestyle do you have like what do you do and if they're like oh no I go to the gym five days a week I do this then HD is not for you like that's not that's not a gym wig. Like that's not a that's not a wig locker. that you you go to the gym and put in the locker. No, exactly. Put but they'll say, yeah, that's not the way. In fact, HD I don't think should be anywhere outside your house more than a couple of hours unless you're going to a set. Because you look at HD and it frays. You <laughs> you 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 snag your head the wrong way, and you it's just not for an everyday person. Or you have to tell people. Okay, I can give you some, you know, more durable lace back here and maybe do just a sliver of HD, just just a pinky, you know. So you you educate them tell them because they don't always know what they want. Like they they just the amount of people astounding, like they have no clue. They just use phrases or someone miseducated them in the past. And they take that as like gospel. Because even for this young lady, she ended up not like placing an order or anything. But it was so obvious that she was miseducated because she thought that she needed a 360. She thought she needed HD. She thought all this other stuff. And even though she didn't buy anything from me, she came back some time later to say, okay, well, what other, you know, wigs do you offer that maybe I could, because I want the hairline. And then I took the time to, you know, tell her more about that. Because again, you didn't, why do you need the date? So... Did you find out her price point? And see, that's something else I learned to incorporate um, through another experience I had. So um, she thought that 1500 was still a bit much. So she's just not a customer for me at this point in time. And I was okay with that. And I even told her, whenever you're ready, you can always reach back out to me and, you know, we can do something. I was very gracious about it because, again, she doesn't know how much I charge until you ask. So I was fine with that. Um, but that's something I learned from another person who had a consultation. Um, she was from California, you know, celebrity hairstylist in the past and all this other stuff. Um, but, um, she had like a pre-made wig that she spent like a few hundred dollars on. I bought from that company in the past. So I was familiar with them and she wanted it customized. So when she used the word plucking, I already knew like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and I had to let her know with all due respect, I'm not a plucker. Um, I will be removing that hair and I will be placing it very gently back on that lace and it will look phenomenal, but I'm not a plucker, you know? Um, so we talked and she seemed like she understood, gave her the invoice and she ghosted. So, and then someone else had reached out to me and said that they had a similar experience of wanting somebody wanting repairs. But then when they gave them the invoice after they thought, oh no, that's too much money. I'm not paying for that. So I learned from those two, ask people, well, what, what are you, what is your budget? What are you looking to spend? What do you, what, what are you looking for? Because if she would have told me I'm looking for a hundred dollars, then I would have told her, thank you, but that's not possible for me. Right. You know, so that's another, again, learn as you go. That's something I've learned to ask people. Well, what, what do you, because I just, I thought that she would understood that it would cost money because she talked about going to a celebrity hairstylist and I know I'm familiar with the hairstylist that she went to. Mm-hmm. So I know that person charges hundreds and hundreds of dollars for just sewing ext- extensions. So why would you try to cheat the wig? You yeah. know, yeah. I assume that was my assumption. And I'm, you know, I learned from going forward, ask people, what is your budget? And the other thing I would incorporate, getting a Google form so that before the consultation, you've already done your homework and I can just tailor it and, you know, hold, you know, squeeze in that time frame. I'm giving you 30 minutes because you've already filled out this form and we're going to talk about, you know, trying to clarify what your expectations are. And we'll know from then if this is a good fit. 
Because yeah. again, I'm not for everybody. And I'm okay with that. I have grown okay with the idea that I am not for everybody. But there is somebody that I am here for. Yeah. And I need to know where you are. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you're asking all the right questions. But now I think the questions that you're asking are almost scaring people away. You think so? I think what now, now, because now you're getting used to asking questions. Now we need to ask questions to start educating them to need to be on your level. Okay, I see. You know, because you're asking questions just to educate them and keep them on their same level. That they know you're up here. So now you want to be like, hey, you want to get here from where you are? Why don't you do just the pinky front first? From if you're in, at doing this way, you know, where you can take them mm-hmm. on that journey with you, you know, because now you're, you're getting all the information, which is great. But remember, at the end of the day, a therapist makes a hundred and something dollars an hour. <laughs> so so <laughs> that's the like that you, you're here to make money. So you're educating them to become clients. You're not just make- for, for, you know, shits and giggles. You know, you're yeah, there to get that client because they, they can be a client of yours because you have made a very durable product. Like, and you've done all of the homework. So it's just a showing those results. I even think taking a picture of your wig and just having bullet points to everything that you've done. <laughs> and be like, oh Hello. Just make you look technical. <laughs> Not even technical. Just to break down your wig because they do look so natural and people think they could just get it for, for nothing. So in those conversations, you can be like, oh, you, you know what I'm going to take out right now, right? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know this is you a podcast. And no, this you template block. You need to know yours, not mine. I I don't care what you do, but you just need to have your systems in place so that you know, even come in and do a shorter one. We could just do a pinky. We could do a a one finger front for what you're thinking or even do your, your signature seven inch front or whatever it may be so that you can help your customer on that journey to becoming a customer because that makes sense i mean i went over i'm gonna go over this again in 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 a different podcast but just getting people to get into your dm how much money has another wig maker made spent to make that happen okay through facebook ads through tiktok for all hours through whatever it may be, any, whatever marketing they did, mm-hmm. that acquisition. So you had someone, A, get the balls to reach out to you. And then like, how much would, is that client technically worth? Right now it's worth your business. Yeah. So they're worth zero, but that would technically, like, let's just say um, back in the day when I was doing Facebook ads, that would have been a $7 client and mm-hmm. I take that seven dollars that I spent and they would then buy twelve hundred dollars so see that acquisition that you need mm-hmm. to so you're getting right now it's free because they're coming to you from just posting what you're doing mm-hmm. all organic marketing you're doing so now when they come into your like like it is a I mean I you know always humble pie at the beginning you know mm-hmm. and then and then your form like you said Get to know them, get to see where they need to go, but then have an option for them. And and that's, yes, that's something I've definitely um, uh, formed a, like a relationship from the wig hackers community. So we like DM each other all the time about me underpricing my things. So I usually didn't have the issue of overpricing my stuff. My, my problem was underpricing my stuff for sure. Um, and I don't know if I was... I don't know if I was making myself look too accessible. Oh, I don't know. Or not 
or doing that by way of, like you said, not showing the work that goes into it or not showing the components. Mm -hmm. So of course you have to show people why this is different from this, why this costs more money than this. So it definitely makes sense what you're saying. Um, Like the the why is definitely there. And I know you have the gift of gab to get this out of people, but now let's use that gift of gab to get them excited and drink your Kool-Aid. That's what I'm trying to do. Cause again, that I would love to be able to, again, and it's finding that medium between completely custom customers uh, versus the ones who will just buy. And I haven't really made a firm decision about which direction I'll go with that. Do I want to, because of course it fits me to be able to churn out some pieces on a weekend if I'm not working mm-hmm. versus if I had a client who needs it by a deadline, I don't know if I would be able to accommodate that many people with that model. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I haven't made a firm decision with that yet. My, um, my two cents, because this is just my two cents from everything that you've, you've talked about mm-hmm. is that your biggest inquiry is the wig on your head. Yes. So that's an easy sell in my book. So if you make three, seven part, just three, have them. Just what, I don't, I don't know what your, your numbers are, but whatever it is, there you go. Here it is. Shall I invoice you? Or are you going to send cash app or, or (laughs) no, like, like, and you can even make it scarcity. I only have three. Oh, I only have one left. The other two are technically spoken for. They're just doing the second payment. Yeah. But truthfully, if you do take payment plans, which I think everyone really should do. Yeah. It yeah. is definitely a luxury service. Yeah, for sure. So as long as you get that first payment that covers your cost of goods, And that was another thing, knowing your numbers, not just your ventilating numbers, but knowing your true cost. And I sat down one weekend that I was um, free, which was so rare, but I broke down because I use a few different vendors for the products. And that's another thing you have to do. You definitely can't rely on one because one will have a factory flood, one will run off with your money, (laughs) one will disappear off WhatsApp. And I know you've talked about how you've had some issues with that. And that happens to all of us. So I sat down and with the two major, well, three major ones that I use and looked at the numbers of how to produce this um, using those different products. And I was like, okay, so I I had to raise the price. And when I sat down and thought about the hours it takes to make versus if I were to go to my job and pick up some extra hours or something like that, um, the lace, everything, like everything. So, you know, your true numbers and what's worth it to you and what's not. Um, because even though I would like to, you know, price it a little lower to be more accessible, I can't. Um, so the payment plan is the happy medium. Yep. You know, figuring out what's the true cost of goods and that first percentage, if it's, a, I think I settled on a 30, a one third a percent um, deposit because um, I thought that was fair. And that covers, you know, those costs for me to be able. So if the person ghosts me and doesn't make it, well, I've already bought the hair. So, and right. for me, it'll just be another wig for me. Yep. <laughs> All the wigs are for you. You're just, you're just letting them take your wig that's right <laughs> oh my gosh I'm letting so, you borrow this. where can people find you give so, give them all the things i want your your elevator pitch so, <laughs> so you can find me i'm mostly becoming more active on instagram uh sabacabelo.com uh, is my screen name s-a-b-a-c-a-b-e-l-o um, and oh, that's the same for the website, um, which I'm, you know, tweaking at the moment, but it does, it is active and there's uh, some things on there for purchase if someone wanted something like that. Uh, but yeah, those are the two places I'm on TikTok, but not very active, uh, yet. I have not found what I should be, you know, showing. I don't know if I'm too old to do the little dances. I, I don't really know what, how to work TikTok. 
so not really active there, but Instagram and my actual website, sabacabello.com is where you can find me right now. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Daniel. It was a pleasure. <laughs> like I, I, it's, it's a, such a pleasure for me because I feel like I, I don't know something I, I'm taking it more serious now and to know that I'm getting noticed and that there are other people like I have a tribe of wig makers thanks to you so now I just need a tribe of wig buyers <laughs> and they're coming trust and believe me oh thank you no thank you make sure you go check her out at her website and on her social media tags that will be below in the podcast. But I want to thank you, the listener, for spending your time listening to my podcast. If you have learned something or this has inspired you, please share it with your friends and leave a review. Don't forget to sign up for the Wig Hackers community so you can keep your wig making skills sharp and on point and a network with other wig makers to make you work smarter, not harder. So until next time, see you later. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.